0: Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists and a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's the COVID days on repeat. We are back in the bedroom holding microphones, drinks in hand, uh, weed pens, weed vape pens in hand, and uh, a very cool guest on the phone. This is it kind of a good way to end the year, maybe? Kind of like the way we started it? I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good well, way not to. Not good, end. <laughs> but comfortable, comfortable, yes. like familiar. Yes, it's familiar. It's comfortable and familiar. If, you
0: if, I, if I can't kind of make light of the heaviness, then I don't know what else I got, to be yeah, honest Yeah, we have
1: with. no choice at this moment but to but to laugh about certain things. The memes keep me going these days. Uh, What's hey, the everyone, latest meme that kept you going? The latest meme? Yeah. Um, the one that my best friend sent me this morning. It was Oh, so, <laughs> this is good. <laughs> out right yeah, th- actually, I should... Oh, I don't know if I still have it. I think I deleted it. But it said, um, so... I have a solution since we can't get together with our family and friends over Christmas. Let's all decide to meet at Walmart at 3 p.m. that day in aisle 31. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's I, I shouldn't laugh, but it's so true. It's all fucked up. I
1: couldn't I couldn't help it because, yeah, exactly. You can't you know, you can't go to a small business. COVID lives there, but you can go to Walmart. You can't go to your mom's house. COVID lives there, but go to Costco. So it's it is what it is. And we just have to laugh about
0: it. <laughs> what if my mom goes to Costco? Well then you
1: can meet her there And you can see your mom It's perfect
0: It's (laughs) a good thing I don't like to visit my family anyway
1: Oh Mark It's true Well Anyway. uh, I take that
0: back. Good thing they don't like me to visit them. (laughs) No, that's not true.
1: Your mom likes to have you over. Um, I am hanging out in bed, as Mark said, and I'm drinking something that he just gave me that tastes like a blue freezy. It's rather interesting.
0: It's a blue freezy. That's why it tastes like a blue freezy. (laughs) That's not so interesting, actually.
1: No, it isn't. It's some kind of alcoholic drink that tastes like a blue freezy. And we are talking to Sophie tonight. Uh, Where are we talking to you from? Are you in Ottawa? I am in Ottawa. You are in Ottawa. And... And I think are you
0: on Are you on a bed? You in, you you on a chair? I, you on the couch? I am in bed.
1: Yeah.
0: Are you like lying supine, prone, side lying, three quarter? Uh, no, been... <laughs> I'm
2: I'm in a seated position. Seated
0: position, cross legged. I yeah. assume. I cross-legged,
2: yeah, I cross legged. Yeah, cross legged, and um, my knees hurt. I can't understand why. Like when people are sitting cross <laughs> probably. But it's so comfy. Not as comfy when I'm doing it all the time. The
0: only reason why I ask that is because I have I have a memory of you in a cupping course from Ottawa and you sitting on the massage table, sitting up tall, cross legged.
1: (laughs) So that's how she's this is
2: my comfy position. I don't know. I was going to, like, for sure, like, my knees are going to be so shot, like, in a few years. I, can, I just know it. I'm just going to enjoy
1: it while I can. I do sit cross-legged a lot, especially when I'm doing stuff with my kids, like, if we're sitting down on the floor. But both of you guys look stuff. comfortable
0: cross-legged. Yes. When I sit cross-legged, so I just look so fucking uncomfortable. I'm like, why am I, why my legs twisted like this? This is fucking stupid. Give me a chair. I'm a grown fucking man. Why am I on the floor?
1: Yeah, actually, I even sit cross-legged. Like, if I'm sitting on the couch, I usually yeah, I'll, like, bring my legs up and they're crossed. Is that
0: a comfortable position to be in? Be Honest, or to or kindergarten brainwash you <laughs> into thinking every time you're on the floor, this is what you need to do with your legs. I feel comfortable. I yeah. don't know, Sophie. You feel comfortable? I feel
2: everywhere that I like. I could be eating dinner and I will cross my legs. I'll be on the couch and I will like cross my legs under me. Like that's just so comfortable. I don't know what it
0: is. If you're lying down on your back, do you also cross your legs?
1: No, <laughs> I actually I've seen people do
0: that a lot. How? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, imagine you sitting up right now, and just keep yeah. your lower body right where it is, and just lay down.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. So I don't really lay down like that, but I will lay down with my my knees bent. So like my my feet are touching the bed right now, and then I'll cross one leg over the other, like as if I'm sitting. So you're doing and like I the s- chair
0: sit, but you're yeah. Lying I sit. I lay like this a lot. This is very comfortable. Anyway, our our daughter does that quite a bit. Is that a, is that just a thing then, man? Is that just a thing that people do, or did she see you do that and she's like, "I'm doing that now." I don't know Or did that she just come up with that on her own. Like I'm a human, and this is what humans do. This is how I. This I don't is how know, we but I did. I did notice that she
1: crosses her legs a lot. So I don't know if she got that from me or she just
0: does it. I don't stuff. know. Or maybe not so interesting.
1: <laughs> well, tonight we are talking about nothing, which is fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Before Sophie, we keep going, can
2: you tell me that the, the blue drink you're drinking? It's, what uh, are you drinking?
1: Hold on. It is a Mike's Hard Blue Freeze vodka drink i actually don't normally like these kind of things but it was all we had left in the fridge so mark poured one for me as opposed to the that Mark's
0: flaccid um <laughs> yellow liquid <laughs> why would you ever want to drink that right you're such what a you weirdo <laughs> My buddy Kurt and I we used to do that all the time. This is when Mike's hard lemonade first came out and we're like, screw this, let's just make our own. It's just a vodka drink. And so we go get carbonated lemonade and pour pour it into a pitcher and pour the fucking bottle of vodka into the pitcher. And that was Mark's flaccid lemonade versus Mike's hard. And then I stand I up and I swing so it around wrong. like a propeller. Oh my god! Ah, <laughs> just to show you how flaccid it is. That's the You're only reason why. So funny.
1: <laughs> well, tonight we're going to talk about uh, apparently flaccid lemonade. And uh, <laughs> Sophie listens to the podcast sometimes. She's taking some courses with us, and you know, her and Mark were chatting online the other day and he said, do well, you want to record an episode? She said, sure. What do you want to talk about? And he's like, I don't know. Let's just see where it goes. So that's what would do.
0: And thank you for being so easy with that because so many times we know it's someone, even when someone reaches out to us and they have an interest in being on the podcast and we might not be overly interested in the topic, but we're like, okay, you know what? We can see how our listeners might get a kick out of this or might, might want to hear this type of thing. And so then we coordinate with this person, but it becomes so much of a Fucking shit show Just to coordinate I'm like You contacted us To be on the <laughs> podcast Why are you now Making it difficult So thank you very much For being like Super super oh, easy Oh yeah to and Even even
1: with. we had to Reschedule yeah, you Because, our because sitter we
0: Can stay that
1: Yeah day. we messed it up And but then anyway. I forgot
0: Equipment at work Because then we were Recording <laughs> from home And then it's not till, Like I got home I'm like Are you fucking kidding me? There's so many cords in a bag that are just sitting on my desk that were supposed to come home with me.
1: Well, here we are, finally, recording with Sophie, and uh, we do have quite a few things to talk about. Um, Before we jump into any topics, though, I'd like to give the listeners a little bit of a background on you, how long you've been practicing, if this was your first career, if not, what you were doing before massage, and how you got into this profession.
2: When I started college, I started in health and fitness promotion. Um, I was always like that super job kid that enjoyed like gym class and stuff. So I thought, you know, this is where I should be. So I did a program for two years and then that when I was done, I like worked into personal training only for that summer. But I thought like to myself, I thought this isn't enough. Like I need to learn more. Like I felt like I wasn't done, you know, like this wasn't the rest of my life. And mind you, like I started school, I was 17. So I was like, what, like 19, and I was like, done school hmm. or nineteen or twenty. And I was like, Well, like I don't I'm not ready. Like I this is not the rest of my life, you know.
0: So when you were when you were doing the personal training though, was it like a full time gig and you're making full time dough with it, or was it like a part time thing?
2: Not really. So like I, I kind of started like like on my own in a local gym uh in my town. Okay. So there it's not like super busy, but like, you know, I made a little bit of money and did like some other like part time jobs too. So it was not like a career yeah right right but I was like I don't know like I enjoyed doing it a little bit but I quickly decided just to go back to school and I remember my best friend when we started college together I took health and fitness and she took massage therapy Mm -hmm. and at the time like you know I was 17 when I got into school so I had no idea what massage therapy was and I remember she was showing me like the things they were learning like over the years. And I was like, wow, this is super cool. Hmm. And I was also a varsity athlete for the college. So they had a really cool thing where they had... What sport? Uh, a, uh, volleyball. Oh. That
0: would have been my guess. She's, she's a giant.
1: I've never met her, but... Oh. <laughs> I know, I wish we could have met. That would have been she's awesome. She's
0: pretty tall. I'll, I'll, I'll jump on her Facebook and I'll show
1: you. Oh, back. we're going to creep you on Facebook now. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> um.
2: Yeah, so the massage therapy program had like this athletic massage type of like sports massage thing going on like a clinic so yeah sports massage clinic so sometimes in practices or before games the massage therapy would come the massage therapy class would come and they would show like a bunch of stuff so I would get like some athletic massage before my games and after my games and I thought like wow is so cool like look at all these things I didn't know like like what massage could do for me like so it kind of helped me keep like a really good body throughout like a really impactful like training that I went through every week right and so yeah like when I was done my personal training and I was like you know massage therapy seems like and you know people do that like kind of all the time right it's kind of like a normal flow of People that go into health and fitness will often go into, like...
0: Yeah.
1: You're talking uh, to two health. people that did that. We both exactly. did kin degrees. We were personal trainers. Yeah. And then massage. It all just fits so nicely.
0: Can I ask you guys questions then? If if, if you were making... This for for both of you guys. If you were making the money that you make as a massage therapist, and I assume that you're happy with the money you make as a massage therapist, and that's part of the reason why you stay doing it. If you were making that kind of money doing fitness, would you have stayed in fitness and not even bothered?
1: It's really hard to answer that question because I was offered a job before I ended up taking the job at the private career college. I was offered a job at a fitness club that was going to pay me quite a, bit, like I would have been making close to what I'm making now, or probably more because I would have maybe been seeing more So the answer, it wasn't the money thing. No, at that time, I felt like, the same as Sophie, I was so young. I mean, I wasn't as young as her, but I was, I was 23. And I was like, is this what I want for the rest of my life? And I just wanted to explore other things. So it wasn't really about the money at that moment.
0: Okay, so Sophie and yours wasn't about the money either, right?
1: Like, I don't think so. Like, I enjoyed it
2: a lot, but I found... And I don't know if you guys can relate to that too but a lot of people and I'm not sure if it's the same way now but back then and we're talking maybe like what 7 years ago before cause I feel like now fitness is like a big trend
1: like you were you, were, people, you were 19 7 years ago
2: No I'm I'm uh, 10 years ago, I guess, I'm, what, 20? I'm going to be 27. Oh, my God. So yeah, maybe you're
1: so young. Okay. I
2: am, young. I'm still young. Yeah. No, no, no. But you're so,
0: you're so right on that. Like, now fitness is so big. It's such a big, like, fitness yeah. has always been big. But now. I'm even going to take you back to my day. If if yeah. we had fucking Instagram and Facebook, oh, my God. It would have been such a, I, I would have been into into fitness way more. And I was already head over sure. heels in fitness. Like, yeah. I was in love with fitness. Fitness was my life. If I was a personal trainer, I used to write for a fitness magazine. I used to do all of this. Sh- I used to help the smaller, smaller gyms or fitness studios when my friends would open up these fitness studios. I'd help them design and and all that shit. With, with, fitness
1: was your life. It was.
0: It was my. It was my fucking life. Mm-hmm. And this was back, like when I used to be able to, like, you know what? I'd throw up a three fifteen on a bench, no problem. Like it's just going out of style. Like and and I was thinking to myself the other day, I'm like, if I fucking had Instagram back then. Oh, my God. It would have been the biggest fucking ego feed
1: ever. You know what, though? When Mm -hmm. I was working as a trainer, maybe it was just the environment I was working in. I don't know if Sophie was heading in this direction. I really got tired of it because it was everybody just coming. Like, I want to lose weight. 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 I didn't have a
0: ton of that. Like, I had that. But also because, like because i 'm a dude and and at the time i was I was pretty fucking fit right, so I would also have a bunch of people that are like hey i 'm looking to compete or i 'm an athlete or I play football mm-hmm. and I play football I play soccer i 'm looking to get bigger my coach says i got to get stronger, blah 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 but then I also because I was a kinesiologist. Then I also got a lot of the rehab stuff. I got, hey, I'm going to physio for my fucking patellar sh- issue, my patellar tracking issue. Can you help me out here? Hey, I have a strain in my See, pet. See, that definitely would have been here? more
1: fun other than like, it was like everybody coming to me saying like, I want to lose inches off my waist. I want to lose my belly fat and I want to get rid of my double wave. You know, the tricep fat. The tricep. The fat. tricep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know what, that You're so right because I think there might be a difference between men and women in that sense because... I saw like my female clients that I would see would come in saying that, like, oh, you know, I want to look toned and I want to lose weight. And then I was like, okay, cool. That's, it was their terms of saying, in, in their words, how how they wanted to look. And I was yeah. like, cool, got it. And then you kind of showed exactly what to do. Like we're gonna start with just low weights, nothing like you're not gonna get like super jacked. And then they would always kind of challenge it and be like, no, like if I do weights, I'm gonna look like oh Arnold Schwarzenegger. My God. And then Literally so every I'm gonna go woman. do cardio. So I felt I was always <laughs> so angry. They would never ever listen to what I have to say. And like I'm the expert. I'm telling you. Weights will not make you jacked. Like, you don't get abs by accident. (laughs) But I feel like at the time, women would not understand that. So I was like, you know what? Like I'm so sick of people not listening to me. Do
0: you guys think it might also have to do with your age at the time? Like you're in your early twenties. Yeah, I was I'm a, young and, I'm and a, thin, exactly. And I'm a forty-something-year-old woman, and you're gonna be like, you got to do this, 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 and and you're naming things that I just don't feel like I really want to get into. I'd be like, fuck off, kid. <laughs> well,
1: it was also, yeah. I mean, my age might have had something to do with it, but as Sophie was saying, everyone's coming in saying they want to lose weight, and there was always this fear. No one Well, there was always this fear of building these huge muscles and I'm like I'm explaining to you physiologically your body isn't meant to do that and this is why and I would explain to them like why building muscle was important and how it would help them to actually you know I'm like we got to change the composition of your body you want to lose weight we need to have more muscle mass than than fat yeah. and yeah. they didn't quite understand that and like Sophie said they would be like oh I just want to you know they'd want to do like aerobics classes and do cardio and you know I'm trying to have them squat and they're like nah I don't want to do that I'm like okay well go walk on the treadmill then and read your magazine see you later (laughs) 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 so yeah i guess it it was not the same experience for us like what you were doing would have been a little more i mean i shouldn't say that i definitely had some clients that were more challenging and more interesting but it was a lot of the same a lot of i want to lose weight i want to look fit like and everything was about aesthetics and because that's what was right and i as with the kin background i'm like i want to help people like Get their body functioning properly, but nobody gave a shit about that. They're like, I want to wear a bikini, so make that happen.
0: That's that's exactly what it was—the good old
1: days. (laughs) 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 Not all you
0: functional movement people, Crossfitties. It was all about looking good. So
1: eventually, we're just fine too. I mean, it is fine. I mean, whatever you know, whatever the client's goals are, the client's goals are, but it. I think that that just became the goal for everybody because they didn't know what else to say. This is
0: also a a really good thing. The way the way fitness is now compared to the way it was before. Yeah. Everyone feels like as long as I'm moving, as long as I'm doing stuff, do you know what I mean? Like I used when I used to work at the gym, I used to be so happy to see like the old dude at the gym just doing everything fucking wrong. But I would look at him and I'd be just like, I'm like, I'm happy for you. You want to know why? Because you're doing more than my fucking dad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're just doing something. It ain't all that right. And you might fucking hurt yourself at some point, <laughs> but at least you're here and you're making an effort and I'll come help you out. Because I was going to say, you, would you at least go help him? Oh yeah, definitely, okay. definitely. Because <laughs> that's my job. No, just, but, you're do, but you're doing more than my dad. But now it's just like everyone is about fitness and movement and embracing that. And it doesn't matter the size you are, the way you look, blah, blah, blah. It's such a different vibe now.
1: I feel like I look at my Instagram and everybody's a an athlete.
2: Or everybody's posting their daily workouts on their instagram stories mm-hmm.
1: yeah i watch i watch all these people posting their daily workouts and i'm like is this supposed to be motivating me because i'm just laying in bed watching you and i'm not doing it <laughs> i
0: feel extra lazy thank you didn't you see the last one i posted i can't remember It's this dude in sudbury god damn i wish i remember his instagram right now I'll the story look it up. of patty b yeah <laughs> oh
1: i know this guy you just know him yeah. we went to the same
0: yeah go go look at it go look at you can look at my Instagram his Instagram because I just posted his his video of him doing some weightlifting to uh Miley Cyrus music and it was (laughs) it was fucking gold I'm like I gotta repost this well
1: so you like me Sophie you got tired of the you know I want to lose weight I want to lose weight so massage therapy considering it helped Mm. you so much it was why you decided to get into it how long between doing your first program and your second program like how quickly did you go into massage just
2: like Over the summer. So, like, I completed my program, I don't know, was it like April or something? And then went through the summer, and like in July, I enrolled into massage therapy, and I was like, yeah,
1: that's it. You wasted no time.
2: I wasted no time.
1: There's no point. And how did you find the massage program compared to the fitness program in terms of intensity, interest level?
2: I think, how do I say this? Like, in general, the health and fitness program is not hard. Mm -hmm. So, you learn some basic anatomy, you learn, like, you know, exercise and stuff you, not just that but like you learn a lot about you know some nutrition and some uh like <clears throat> activity for the elderly which was great like a lot of variation yeah um I found massage therapy like as it should was more um like a health care and you, you could feel that from the start right like um the program was very well organized I found they prepared us for, you know, the oste and the MCQs, but also went so above and beyond. Like we had some profs who were osteos, chiros, so we kind of learned about a little bit of everything as well. So I found like that really prepared us um, to be massage therapists. Like I feel when I finished in health and fitness, I was like, I was a personal trainer, but I was like, oh, now what? when I finished as a massage therapist, I was like, I'm, I'm good to go.
1: You had the confidence. That's good. Yeah. So what were your, what were your first days as a therapist? Like, like, what was your first job? What kind of practice did you have? And like, how has it changed in the, in the past, however many years you've been licensed now?
2: Yeah. So I started, uh, in a chiro clinic. I think I was the only massage therapist there at the time. They had massage therapists before and after and in between, um, it was okay, it was fine. Like it was great seeing clients of theirs. I don't think it was anything like super special. Um but I learned a lot about contracts <laughs> that I broke <laughs> um to leave to to come to Ottawa. Um so yeah, that was my experience.
1: Where were you before Ottawa? I, I like I, I lived
2: in Barrie for like a few months.
1: Okay. So yeah. you you broke your contract to leave. Um, yeah. I, I know From there's there. a story, I don't know if you want to talk about it cause you kind of just like blew right past <laughs> that, yeah, but there's like, a story there.
2: <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it anymore. I didn't really like, like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt like alone. Like most of my friends were all in Ottawa and I was like, ugh, like I just want to leave. And then I broke the contract with, which led to, um, like the, what's it called? Like not a fine, but like a fee to leave for their loss of income for the months that I would be leaving or something. Uh, Yeah. So that sucked. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't feel like going against it. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to pay it and I'm leaving. Like that's enough. But, but then I learned a lot about contracts and then I was like, I'm not signing a contract ever again. You're not Um,
1: signing a contract ever again. Interesting.
2: I, which I was so lucky. My best friend that I was telling you about earlier that also went to massage therapy, uh, lived in Ottawa at the time. So she talked to her clinic boss and they just, we just got in contact and he was like, yeah, hop on. Like whenever you're ready, just we'll introduce you to to everybody. And like, welcome. And I was like, what? Cool. So, yeah, I was super open, which I loved. So I worked there for, I think, a little bit over three years and then just
1: started my own mobile practice. So now that's what you do. You're 100 percent mobile. 100 percent. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because I get this question asked a lot, um, especially when I'm teaching like business courses and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, People ask, like, when you're going mobile, Especially as a female therapist, like how do you properly sort of screen your clients or vet them to make sure that you're not putting yourself into a sketchy situation? Like if you're going into people's homes, does it ever feel yeah. like, oh, this is so awkward? Like you don't know the person that you're gonna be sort of arriving at their home. So
2: there's and that I think came from a learning process as well, from like, I don't know, I'll say bad experiences, but less good experiences to learn how to kind of go, how to learn from it and how to move on and implement new things. So what I do now is I have an online booking, but whatever you book, it's not like you have an appointment. It's, I will be calling you and we're going to have a chat. And if like you, f- I feel like something's weird, like I might just refer you somewhere else. Um, and that I found was very helpful if I get a vibe that something's weird. Because you can tell, right? If somebody is not looking for massage therapy and you're calling them and they're like, like they know that that's
1: not what they're looking for, right? Yeah, it's true. You can kind of feel like you get a vibe.
0: That's a real obvious example. Give me a not Mm -hmm. so obvious example. Give me an example of something that you were like... you're you're really kind of on the fence on, like, should I go? Should Should I accept this? Should I not accept it? I don't know. Especially as a female massage therapist, when you're going
1: into other people's homes where, you know, it's not your environment, you're sort of out of control, do you take any other extra precautions? Do you screen people? Like, how do you make sure that you are not putting yourself into a sketchy or dangerous situation?
2: Yeah, so the first step would be to get a good, like, greeting over the phone, so good conversation over the phone to really get a vibe of that person would be definitely number one. Um, Something else is like my focus mainly is prenatal and postnatal. So just by having that on the website um, could potentially like
1: disinterest other people that would think something else of it. And so that means you're probably getting a lot of women clients. So that's I do. Yeah.
2: I have a lot of women clients, their husbands, uh and then a lot of referrals from there really. So it's not like all new clients. It's always uh referrals most of the time and people of people that I know. How
1: did you find building a mobile practice? Did you feel like it was slow to get off the ground? What did you, what did you do to sort of market this and get yourself going in this direction?
2: Yeah, so at the time I was still working at a clinic uh, full time, so I kind of did the mobile thing kind of part time just to see what it was like if I would if I was actually liking it. Um, and I found uh, Ottawa is really good for that. Like a lot of people work for the government, a lot of people already have benefits and people, some people were already working from home even before the pandemic. Um, so I found for me, it wasn't that hard because I see mostly families. So like parents, new parents, most of the time, it's really hard for them to get out of the house, to get a babysitter or something. So to have a massage therapist come into the house, like when the kids are going to bed and have like one parent stay with the kids, the other one gets a massage and then like vice versa and switch, then I find that like it took some time, but I can't say that I like struggled to build a clientele really.
1: Awesome. Actually, you know, it's funny. It just gave me a flashback to when I had my first child. Um, I I went, I took a few months off completely. But then I sort of wanted to get back into it slowly. Um, But at the time, Mark was working like 7000 hours a week. So I couldn't really like even book clients, right? Like I couldn't book anybody because I never really knew when he was going to be home. So for a select group of people that I knew really, really well, I would schedule them to come to me while she was napping. And most of the time it worked wonderfully, like they would come in, they'd get their treatment while she was sleeping, they'd be gone before she even woke up, it was perfect. Every so often it would be a day that she would decide to fight her nap. So I'd be trying to treat a client and we'd hear her like singing from her crib in the other room. <laughs> or sometimes I would just have to go and like get her. And so I'd be treating a client. And I mean, like I said, these were a select group of people that I knew really, really well. So they were okay with it. But I would have to go get her. And I remember like a couple of times she she liked to pretend she was a massage therapist too. So she was, you know, anyway, she would... Uh, she would massage like their legs or something while I was treating their back. This is when she got a little (laughs) bit older and like I was already back to work, but I would still see some people at home. So they'd have like an 18 month or two year old massaging their legs while I was massaging their back. It was awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's some good service. Why, why mobile? Like what made you pair mobile with what you were doing in the clinic? instead of just getting another clinic job, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, there's, I think there's a few factors in there. Like, the first one would be, um, I don't know, I just like challenges. I hate staying at the same spot, doing the same thing. Like, I feel like I need to do my own thing. But I knew that getting a, cl- a clinic or a, a rental, like some somewhere to rent, is so expensive. And I was like, I'm not ready to take that much risk. I have a car. I have a table. Like, the the costs are so much lower and I'm like, and I could do some here and there without having to commit fully. So that's kind of like one reason why it started. And also another thing, I don't know if you guys hear that, but some clients, you know, especially at night, like in the winter time, like massage is over. they get out of the the treatment room and they're like, Oh man, like I wish I was home and I'm in pajamas and I could just go to bed. And I was like, why couldn't you? And And you know, and and a lot of my clients now are from different countries around the world, but live in Ottawa now. And they're like, you know what? In my country, like we don't have clinics; we, we have everything mobile. Like our massage therapist came to our home all yeah, the time. Like, right. so I don't know why it wasn't so popular here. I don't know why we have to have a clinic. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a mix of a bit of everything. Just people, the the need for it was there. A lot of people enjoy it, and it's just cheaper for me to start my own thing without the high cost and the, you know, the fear of failing.
1: That's definitely true. But is there fear aside from like what we talked about before, you know, possibly getting into a dangerous situation, now with COVID, are you ever concerned about not being in control of the environment and going into people's homes? And uh yeah, like how do you make sure that, you know, you're not putting yourself at risk that way?
2: Yeah, so honestly the clients that I see like everybody is so awesome. Like they before I go see them, like, when it all started, like, I prepared, like, big emails saying, like, this is how we're going to do this. So, because I do not have control over my clinic, I just ask my clients, like, on the day that I'm coming, um, could you please just make sure everything is tidy and clean up the areas where I, I will potentially touch, you know, et cetera, et cetera, to the best, the best you can. Like, I'm not expecting you to, you know, all top to bottom of your house, But then I noticed, like, my clients were so awesome. Like, I would get there. They're like, this is the bathroom. Like, nobody's touched this bathroom in three days. I've cleaned this, like, every day for you. Like, and I was like, "You literally, like, that's way too much, but thank you. Um, But really, like, I don't feel like I've been more in, I don't want to say danger, but more in danger because of COVID in somebody else's home that I would have in a clinic my my personal experience. experience no, absolutely.
1: Anyway. I mean, I, I was only asking because I can imagine how that would be a fear for somebody. But you know, like we were joking earlier with the memes, I was joking around with my one of my clients this evening, because her sister is actually a hairstylist. And you know, I feel really bad for her. But right now her sister can't work. And I was like, I understand that, you know, we're we're going down to what is considered essential. But if you look at it from her point of view, it's like I can be in this room with you and touch you and she can't cut anybody's hair. Like it's, I I don't think that I would feel less safe in somebody else's homes if we're taking the same precautions that we do in a clinic. So, I mean, you're still going to be, washing your hands, you're still both going to be wearing masks. Like I assume you're not going to go and touch everything in your client's house and then like lick your exactly. hands. So I don't think there's an issue. Um, but I can imagine how that would be like, super anxiety causing for some people like going into an environment that they haven't themselves disinfected and made sure everything is clean.
2: That's the thing too, like you said, like I'm not going around Touching the walls and every doorknob and everything. Like, I'm literally showing up in that space, sitting at my table. I touch nothing. I touch my table and we're, I'm washing my hands. Like, that's it. Yeah. In terms of touching, specifically.
0: I feel like mobile therapists will have less of a problem than anybody else would. You're already doing this part of the job that most of us wouldn't even want to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Most of us wouldn't want to... Travel. Most of us wouldn't want to go to a stranger's house and and these are all things that everyone that likes mobile. Them, yeah. They <laughs> like doing this. This is this is part of what the job is and that's maybe part of what they enjoy. So I I feel like they're generally okay with the idea yeah. of
1: well, that's COVID why, COVID bothers
0: them less. Well
1: that's why I mean I think for massage therapists in general, I don't know. I can't speak for all RMTs, but I have a lot of friends who are like, you know, pretty um, like more on the, you know, very, very cautious side, you know, like I have a friend who literally like doesn't do anything other than like get groceries. She works from home. Her kids are doing virtual school. Like she's very, very, very afraid of COVID and she's taking every precaution she possibly can. And I mean, if that's going to help her and make her, you know, feel good about then cool, that's what you do. And, you know, she, she made some sort of remark to me about how I seem very relaxed about everything. And I said, you know, I'm still taking precautions. However, I touch people for a living. Like I'm not afraid of people. I touch people all day. Like I'm all up in their space. We're not six feet apart. I've got my hands on them. So it's really harder for us to be like that uptight about this because we're.
0: You don't want people. people think you're crazy, by the way. Right? Because so I touch people, people would just all hear day. That and they'd be like, "Are you fucking joking me? <laughs> no
1: way!" I know. Sometimes I kind of like to add that shock value when I'm talking to someone. I'm like, "Yeah, my profession is to touch people." Like. You you don't scare me. (laughs) We have got to a point where people are afraid of each other now, you know, like somebody comes, you know, less than six feet away from you and you're like, "Ah, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's okay. Come here. Let me touch your arm.
2: That's so strange that you say that. It's so weird. Like, you're right. But it feels good. Like it feels I don't know, like I feel like some relief of that because I can't. See anybody? I can't, you know, see my friends or whatever. So at least I get some normalcy when I'm
1: working. You get human contact. Yeah, and you get paid for
0: it. That's That's great. I never thought of it like that.
1: We have a cool job, man.
0: It never hit me like that. Like you guys are one one step better because at least you you get to hang out with different people. I'm
1: hanging out with different people every day, and yeah, touching their naked body—no big deal. (laughs) (laughs) But you know don't go to your family's house. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not making light of it. But when you like actually think about the fact that I am in the small room with strangers all day, but then, you know, I I won't go to like my mother-in-law's house. It's it's a crazy time we're living yeah. in. <laughs> anyway, since we're talking about COVID already, I know off mic you had started to tell me a story and Mark's like, save this for the podcast. But you have actually had to... Uh, isolate a couple times, right? And it's really kind of messed with your business, right?
2: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, this is my, I'm in isolation again right now. So, last month, end oh, of that's October. That's why
1: you were so willing to come on the podcast. Exactly. You had nothing Mark's else to like, do. sorry,
2: I can't make it tonight. Can we reschedule the Thursday? I'm like, I'm literally doing nothing. Like, it's, I'm free all the time.
1: Like, please. I feel slightly less special, but sorry, go on. <laughs>
2: But anyways, um, yeah, so I had to isolate last end of October and right now. So I've had to, like, cancel all my clients for, you know, the 14 days uh, since the day of the contact. And then again, and, like, oh, that's the other thing, too, is try to rebook those clients in December. Hmm. You know how December gets. And now, like, my schedule is so packed from having to reschedule those. I can't, I don't know, like, I feel... Like I would be robbing them to be like, sorry, there's no more spots in December. Like, thank you for booking in advance, but I can't see you. So now my December schedule is absolutely packed, but it's okay. I'll I'm take it.
1: dealing with this right now and... I'm having a really hard time. Um, I I did have to isolate like you as well. I mean, or my business got affected because of COVID. But like Mm -hmm. I was saying before, because of the car accident, I was off for four weeks. I just returned to work last week. And I'm trying to ease myself back into working because I'm not 100% yet. But at the same time, there's all these people that I had to reschedule their appointments. So I'm trying to... Anyway, the point is I ended up treating like five people today, which I promised mark that I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't see more than like three, four people. I have I had five today. I've got six on Tuesday. Like I'm just, I'm way overbooking myself right now because I'm trying to get everybody in and it's fucking December. Like I took a month off right in the middle of the busiest time. So yeah, it's a rough time right now. <laughs>
2: That's what you get for being an empath. Like, Trying to be nice to everybody
1: and get everybody to fit in. So, why did you, why are you in isolation? Was it because you were exposed to somebody with COVID? Is that what you said? Yeah. So,
2: both times, um, and I know, okay, so both times I knew the people before. Like, it's not a new client or anything like that. So, I know what their normal looks like. Both times they screened perfectly okay. They screened negative. Everything was good. They felt okay. Everything was good. And then a few days later, same thing. Uh, I got a call, or they told me b- beforehand, they're like, hey, by the way, like, I tested positive, <laughs> And so public health's going to call you. And I was like, oh, no, what, what does that mean, right? My first time, I was like, okay, like, I'll get tested. So I go get tested. I'm feeling fine this whole time. Test negative. So I tested negative both times, which is amazing. So that kind of proved to me that what I'm doing is right, especially with the last one, because I saw a couple in their home and they were doing 75 minutes each. I was probably in their house for over three hours. And they started having symptoms the night that I was there. Oh, And yeah, so like it was like super, super close contact. A lot of time spent with them. Um, and yeah, I tested negative. I felt fine. Everything's good. So it's proving to me that what we're doing is working. So if you can see a silver lining in there, that will be it.
1: Well, that's good. Yeah, the times that um, COVID affected my business, it really just kind of fucking pissed me off. <laughs> like, I mean, it is what it is. And we all knew that this was going to happen. And I've I've heard way worse. And I've seen these stories online of people dealing with way worse stuff. But the first time, um, my daughter got cold symptoms one day and... I was totally fine. Mark was totally fine. We kind of kicked him out because, you know, one we can't all be sick. So, we had to just sort of keep him away and um I had to take her for a COVID test because she had like every symptom. She had a fever, she had a cough, she was congested, she was t- like she had everything. Anyway, she tested negative, but um while we were waiting for the test results and while, you know, she actually ended up only being sick for a day, but while we were waiting for the test results, even though I was totally fine, I was like, I can't, I can't go treat people like this. Like I've got a kid that's potentially sick and I'm waiting for COVID tests. Like I can't. So I had to cancel all my people for like three days that week. We got her test results back. She was negative. Nobody else got sick. All good. The very next week, three of my clients that week all had been potentially exposed to like, none of them actually ended up having COVID, but three clients all in the same week that, um, they found out that they were in contact with somebody who tested positive. So I had to cancel all of those clients that week. And then um some of them, like their family members were booked with me. And I'm like, well if I'm canceling him, I've got to get anyway. So basically for two full weeks when I calculated it, I, I think I had lost something like twelve hundred dollars of income. I'm like, Oh Are yeah. You fucking kidding me. <laughs> like it was it's painful right now because under normal circumstances, like, you know, when my daughter had cold symptoms and nobody else got sick we were all totally fine I probably would have went to work right yeah maybe that's not the best thing but I probably would have went to work but just in this environment I was like I I couldn't feel good about it like I have to not go to work because I've got a sick child at home
2: oh, I know I was frustrated too like especially like the first time right like when I got in contact with the public health like I tested negative I was fine the, my my, my Close contact. by a client was positive, um, but I was like, "Okay, so you're telling me that I need to keep isolating even though I test negative?" They said, "Yes." I'm like, "Okay, so what can I do to so, so that if this happens again, that I would not be considered a close contact?" And there's nothing I could do. She's <laughs> like, "You could literally look like you are heading into surgery uh, because you're working in your client's home. You're a close contact and." you know, that's that. And I was like, wow, that sucks. Because like you, like, y- we know how busy these times are, like, you're making a lot of money every day. Yep. And now you're going to the CRB and like, you're like, damn, like, you know, you're getting paid like what,
1: 225 bucks a week. And you're like, "Uh, this is not <laughs>
2: what I want right now. Yeah. It's a little heartbreaking.
1: It is a little heartbreaking, but I you mean, you do what
2: you gotta do, right?
1: Yeah. And this is everybody's dealing with this. It's so, mm-hmm. you know, we just have to just have to do it, I guess. So
0: what do you do when you have two weeks of nothing to do? I'm so That's curious. That's a good question. What, what, what ends up happening?
2: Um, well, in a way, I get to catch up on a lot of things that I put off. I'm one of those therapists that handwrites Christmas letters to their clients. So that was fun. So I had plenty of time to do that.
0: Mark's laughing
1: so hard. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I know.
2: And like last year, like I wasn't that busy, so it's super easy. But this year is like, oh my god, like this might be the last year I'm doing this. This is taking so much time. But it's nice though. I get like some pictures. Like, oh my god, thanks for the
1: Christmas cards. So. That's nice. Wow, you are super nice. I definitely don't write handwrite Christmas cards to my clients. Okay, but
0: there's 13 more days, so (laughs) now. Well, no, like
2: I'm starting back Monday, so most of it's already is already done. Honestly, everything's a blur. Like (laughs) I don't even know what I do. Mostly feel guilty about not working. And yeah, you know, like that's if I can sum it up that way.
0: Do you take up drinking like how everyone took up drinking when when we got locked down? Because I still imagine that's what people that have 14 days and they feel fine—they just have to be at home for 14 days. I think that's what they what they do. Oh
2: hell yeah! Like the second that I knew that I was isolated, I texted one of my friends. I'm like, "Can you go to L T B O and get me some <laughs> bottles of wine, please? Like I'm dry. Help me out. Oh for sure." So much too much time in a day. Does
0: drinking make the day go by faster or slower? See, it, it oh, does at it night speed it, goes it up.
2: Life <laughs> <laughs> does it
0: speed it up or does it does it draw it out but it's fun. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a longer fun know. day or it's like just a fast drunk day? What what is it for? What <laughs> does the booze do?
2: I think for me it's like a quicker night. It's like I have I have a glass of wine with dinner and I'm like okay, this is like bedtime, nine thirty. Like this is past my bedtime right now. This is I'm supposed to be in bed right now. Oh, we're
1: we're fucking up her bedtime.
2: Oh no, I like it. This is
1: great. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you live with other people, Sophie, or do you live on your own?
2: I live with my boyfriend.
1: Okay, so at least you have somebody to hang out with. Like, imagine oh, yes, if you live by yourself and you have to isolate for fourteen days. I just heard a story today from a client who um. One Does of, he have to isolate? Them? Um. It de- okay, so I, I guess it depends on what his job is because technically, when you read stuff on uh, through public health, if you don't have any symptoms and you, somebody's self isolating, but especially if they don't have COVID, yeah. then he can still go to work.
0: So he doesn't have to isolate with you, right? No, no. Okay,
2: so he can go out and go do groceries and
1: stuff. Right, right, right. So that's nice. You have you have an personal errand- assistant. You have an errand boy. <laughs> yeah, errand boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, don't tell me said that shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, you're not an errand boy. <laughs> um, but I was listening to a story today from one of my clients. Um, one of her friends, he's originally from Australia, was living here, and then um, during all of this, decided to go back to where he's from in Australia because they have zero cases and it's just like life as usual there. So when he, so he sold his place here, he bought a place in Australia. And when he got off the plane, there was like, according to her, a hotel that they tell you, like, you have to stay in this hotel. And they have Mm -hmm. like security guards that like, basically make sure that you never leave your room for 14 days. And then after the isolation, then he could go to his house and go home so for 14 days he had to stay by himself in this hotel room he could order food like they would bring food to him but he couldn't leave at all and uh so he was like texting his friends back in Canada like I'm so fucking bored because like he's not even at his own home he's in a hotel room for 14 days that sounds so expensive yeah I don't know who pays for that
0: um I can't imagine it would have to be him
1: yeah I can't imagine it would have to be I, I actually don't know so I don't know if anybody is from Australia maybe you can tell me like this rule when you land and you have to isolate in whatever hotel they tell you have to isolate in like who's paying for that government paying for that that
0: would be my assumption
1: of course my first question was was it a nice hotel and she's like he said it was <laughs> well, i don't know i might take it as a little vacation <laughs> <laughs> Want to go to Australia? Go. so okay once you once you're done isolating this time you're back to work monday what happens if this happens again
2: <laughs> i'm hoping not like we're getting so close to Christmas, like. Uh, I don't want this to happen again. It's been way too close now. Like like I said, like two months in a row and not even like, like I worked two weeks and then got in isolation again. So I am just hoping I can get through like all of December and be able to see everybody and everybody's good to go. And then we'll see in January. But hopefully I can go through a smooth sailing in December. Really hoping.
1: I'm going to hope for you. I've I've knocked on wood. You're not you're not gonna have yeah. to isolate again.
0: <laughs> no. This is the last time. Do you think mobile therapists are busier now because people are at home and shit and working from home and blah blah oh, blah? Maybe. Than before,
1: honestly,
0: yeah.
2: COVID has helped me a lot with that because I had some clients before. I, I feel it helped me with my schedule because I would see people that would work usual like like I don't know like nine to five or eight to four that couldn't see me through the day. But now, since I can come to their house during their break, I can come to their house. So, like, for my scheduling, it works perfectly. And since people are not leaving the house regardless, like, why would they? So, it definitely helped my mobile practice, uh, especially because of COVID. Yeah. And some people, too, just don't want to be where people are, like, the fear of, You know, like you said, like you have one friend that literally just goes to the grocery store and back home, like, I have a lot of clients that are like that too. They're like, I'm super careful, like, all my kids stay at home and they, you know, do the online school thing and... I'm like, thank you. Like, that's great for me too, because I know I, I have nothing to worry about, right? Yeah. But yeah, so common.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, COVID has helped me with scheduling a little bit because yeah, most of my clients are now working from home. So people who always needed the evening slots, which are so hard yeah. to get because I only work two evenings a week. I have kids. I can't work five nights a week, right? So two nights a week, I stay late. And it used to be that if you wanted an evening, you had to book a couple weeks out at least. And now it's... It's not like that. Like I had somebody come in today that normally was a 630 client. She came in at two o'clock because she's working from home. She can just step away from her computer, come for a massage and go back. No big deal. such a different world. I know. I'm
2: thankful for that, though. That's definitely great for me, too. Like, just work-life balance, whatever that means, is better now that I can spend most evenings at home. So
1: what else do we want to talk to Sophie about? I know originally we said we don't want to focus this whole thing on COVID. We've talked a lot about COVID.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't want to be depressing here.
1: Well, we were talking uh, before we started about the fact that um, this is the part that Mark missed, so I'm going to fill him in. Sure. You can hear that uh, Sophie is fresh. French. Yes. yes yes you hear it so her first language was French and um, like me, sadly she's losing it mm. from speaking English <laughs> too much She's losing it <laughs> so sad. It's so sad. I'm sad that I don't speak French anymore. I feel like I, I I never really thought that I would like totally lose it and it's funny because somebody can speak to me in French and I can understand enough to know what they said but I can't form a sentence to respond to them. So like I can have a conversation with someone as long as I can answer them in English. (laughs) We
2: should do, we should like schedule calls and like practice our French together.
1: I feel like you would be much better than (laughs) I (laughs) am. That's okay. (laughs) You at least are actually Francophone. So where, are you originally from Ottawa? Are you from?
2: No, I'm from Northern Ontario. I'm from Hearst. Yeah, I don't expect you to know where it is. No. I was about to say, um
1: <laughs> no idea. Okay.
2: It's a super small town, um, in northern Ontario. We're about like fifty five hundred. It said that right. Fifty five hundred mm-hmm. in population. Yeah, we're like our our town is
1: like eighty six percent francophone. What's the closest larger city or town that I might know? Do you know Timmins? Yep. Okay, well it's about
2: Three hour drive more north of that.
1: Three hours north of Timmins. I think Mark's looking at a map. That's why. So what brought you to, did you go Barry first, then Ottawa, or you went Ottawa, then Barry, then back to Ottawa? Uh,
2: no. So I went to school in Sudbury first mm. um, for both my programs. And then um, I went to Barry to work there as a massage therapist for a few months. And then most of my friends lived in Ottawa. And I was like,
1: moving to Ottawa. So Sudbury has a lot of French speaking people. Like yeah. my, my only friend that lives in Sudbury, her entire family's French. And so Boreau. anytime we visit there, yeah, it's in Boreal, like most of yeah, the Yeah, it's all, everyone's French? French. I actually didn't yeah, know a, that. Yeah, it's a French program. It's a French school. Yeah. Yeah. I did my program.
2: I think, I think we're the only massage therapy program that's in French.
1: Yeah. So you did your massage therapy program in French and yeah. you're somehow losing your french. Yeah, you got to yes. practice. You need to <laughs> you need to work on your french. <laughs>
2: no, I do so fast. Yeah, I was telling him earlier like I it's funny cuz now I speak english a lot with most of my clients and when I speak to my mom on the phone, my mom is knows, you know, a few very few english words. Mm-hmm mostly Francophone, and sometimes I'm speaking to her, and I'm, like, saying a word, and I'm like, I can't, Mom, I don't know what this word is in French. Like, Mom, I don't know. And I totally, like, I'm I'm having blanks. Like, I'm forgetting
1: French words. It's so sad. Use it or lose it. Yeah. I guess so.
0: Eh? I would have never thought that.
1: I honestly, I I can't believe how easily it just left. Like, I was telling Sophie when you were out getting me my blue freezy drink, which was really fabulous, by the way, um, I was telling her how... I chose to learn French because even though my mother is French Canadian, we were always an English speaking household. My dad doesn't speak any French. So I decided as a teenager to learn French. And then in university, instead of continuing with my French, I decided to take Spanish. And because the languages were similar enough, I was like, not fluent, but I could hold conversations in both French and Spanish. And so that was in my early twenties. And then I just stopped using it. And literally, I can speak neither of those languages now. It's so sad.
2: <laughs> you know, what? I don't think you completely forget, right? I think it's it's in your it's brain somewhere. It's in there somewhere. It's in there somewhere. It.
1: Yeah, it's in there somewhere. I would actually just, I've actually saved my Spanish textbook from university. I've held on to it for all these years because I keep saying, one day I'm just going to try to learn Spanish again.
0: <laughs> you realize though, if you really want to learn Spanish, you don't need the textbook anymore. You can just jump on the fucking computer and do whatever. You can get rid of the book if you want to.
1: I don't know. I feel like holding on to it makes it real that one day, one day I'm going
0: I'm I'm to learn back. again. I'm coming back for you, book. Well, as I was Saying and to I'm Sophie, our, our daughter's
1: learning French in school now. So she comes home and she sings songs to me in French or, so she was, uh she, you know how we had you sing the alphabet to do our mic check <laughs> earlier. <laughs> yeah. She sings the alphabet to me and the end of the English alphabet, you know how it's next time. Won't you sing with me? Well, the end of the French alphabet is, um, won't you sing with me, please? And I was like, Oh, it's so much more polite in French.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so anything else, Mark, anything else we want to talk to Sophie about?
0: Well, last night we did our, our, our episode with, uh, Mikey Alphabet, and um, you asked him a question. I'm like, I think we're going to start to bring that one and just do it every time, like a lottery question.
1: Where do you see yourself in five years? And
0: we're going to call it the interview question. So this is the interview
1: question. The interview question. Where do you see yourself professionally, personally, whatever? Where do you see yourself in five years?
2: That is hard. I'm going to try to throw some things in there because I'm not really sure. (laughs) It's really hard. I like switching stuff around a lot. I like to challenge myself and whenever something comes up, I just kind of go for it. Right,
0: right.
2: So I don't so know. So you can't even like, predict I, five years. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I would love to have other massage therapists on board with me with my mobile practice. Like I'm to the point where it's getting hard to see my clients exactly when I want. especially mm-hmm. in Ottawa, like Ottawa is kind of a broad, like it's, it's, takes a long time to go from East End to West End. So I'm kind of looking for to hire people possibly mm-hmm. in the next five, within the next five years. But who knows, like I'm keeping everything open. I don't have like some specific plans yet. I'm just kind of, especially with COVID, I'm kind of just riding, riding the wave and seeing where, where it'll go.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you are like fairly new in the profession. You're fairly young, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, you'll know when when that's the time is right to do that. Like if you want to continue with mobile and bring more associates Mm -hmm. on to help you out or if you want to make a whole career jump in general or just change directions, you'll figure it out. But Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, I I don't think I could answer that question right now either because I feel the same. Like right now with COVID, I feel like I'm just in this very weird spot where I think I've hit survival mode. I'm like, let's just make the best of everything right now and get through Mm -hmm. this shit and you know, come out the other side and How then. How disappointed figure it are out. you
0: gonna be when January of the new year rolls around and it feels exactly like <laughs> the previous year? There's no,
1: no, there's no fucking way I'm saying happy new year
0: Because <laughs> no. you're just waiting, you're just like twenty twenty when are you going to be over? Okay, 2020 is over. But 2021 feels like 2020. <laughs> well,
1: Didn't you see the meme that I reposted that was like, before I agree to 2021, I want to read the fucking terms and conditions.
0: Because
1: <laughs> this year was bullshit. <laughs> but some good things did come out of it. Last night, I, I remember, say, or I don't know if it was last night or a few nights ago, I was saying, no, you know what? There's no more silver silver linings. This fucking sucks. That's not totally true. There were definitely some good things that came out of it. Like, I think a lot of people realized how how to slow down a little bit. I think people realized how much less we need than we think we need.
0: I know someone's marriage. You got saved by it. Uh,
1: I do, too, actually. I don't know if we know the same person. It's but not I, the same person. No, but yeah, I know as as somebody. Is, uh, somebody whose marriage got saved because yeah, they absolutely. were literally forced to just stay home. With each other all the time?
0: Well, I don't know if that's the reason.
1: That can ruin others, some but. marriages. but
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, all I know is one of the members of the party told me, like, COVID literally just saved my marriage. Wow. We, we, COVID saved my marriage. I closed up my business. I sold the building. We sold our house. We're moving to this place here. And I'm we're starting a whole new life. Cool. Yeah. That's
1: intense. So there's some positives that came out of this. I mean, mostly not. Like, you know, let's not be too rainbows and sunshine about a fucking pandemic. But (laughs) some positives have come out of this.
2: How do we go back to talking about COVID?
1: (laughs) Because it rules our lives, Sophie. It rules our lives. And I hate it. Well, if there's Ugh. anything you have better, I would love it. Otherwise, I'm happy to let you get in your pajamas and get to bed. Since now we've oh, taken I've you past your
2: been bedtime. In my pajamas, I've been in my pajamas all week. <laughs> 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 I haven't changed out of my pajamas.
0: Okay, be honest. Be honest here. How many times yes. have you showered in a week?
2: Oh, oh, every day, every day. 100%. <laughs> I'm a shower.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, if you're home every day, it's not like, like I think sometimes when people like. Skip the shower, it's because they're in a rush. If you're not no. in a rush, why wouldn't you? Like, I personally I enjoy, yeah. I like showering. Well, I mean, do you not remember, like, when we go on Falling vacations, water? <laughs> when right. we go on vacations, you and I shower Soap. multiple times awesome. a day because you have nowhere else to be <laughs> if you're like, oh, I feel kind of dirty. I'm going to take a shower. Like, I love taking showers. Yeah, it's to Nothing. I just said I love it.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a
1: lot. I'm sorry. You gave me the blue freezy drink. I have the giggles now. <laughs> Well, I mean, thank you for hanging out with us. I mean, I guess it wasn't that much of an inconvenience since you literally have nowhere else to be and nothing else to do. (laughs) But um, we should definitely catch up with you again at some point to see how things are going with your, you know, since your mobile practice is so new. And hopefully once this nonsense is over and things can kind of go back to normal, we will meet in person because we do like to travel with our courses. But obviously right now that's not. Happening for quite some time, so Mm -hmm. we will come back to Ottawa at some point. Yes, it'd be great to see you this time, Amanda. Yes, yes, I would love to come. Usually, when Mark travels far, uh, the kids and I actually come with him and we'll like entertain ourselves while he teaches, but um, we have never gone to Ottawa with him, so I think we're gonna have to do that. Yeah, you
2: should. Oh, also, I have something else I'd like to talk about. I think it's like I, I'm i not sure with who you were talking. I think you've talked about this topic quite a bit before. Um, we've talked about, like, different health cares and how, how do I say this? Like, different health cares and how they're not recognized in some ways, saying, like, some doctors don't know what massage therapists, what massage therapists do, and, right. like, some massage therapists don't know what chiros do. Like, and I'm not sure if it's something that should be implemented, but I think that would make the world's difference. Is if, let's say, like the massage therapy program would include a course, or if you guys can hit, would make a course <laughs> that had like all of the all of the healthcare, like a bunch of different like areas and their scope of practice, what they do, maybe have somebody speak about it and be like, listen, if somebody has this, I can help with that or like,
1: I can't or like, you know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> yeah, Mark is literally actually working on something. <laughs> no, it, It's coming. Yeah. yeah. There's like, a project is that coming. That a thing yet, right? Well, it will be a thing. Mark, amazing, are working on something to sort of have this intermingling of different professions to understand each other and figure out, you know, what each one would do with certain scenarios. It's actually going to be very interesting. So stay tuned. I'm definitely
2: doing that. I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna be in there. I'm listening to that. I'm ready. She's
0: ready, Mark. She's ready. Yeah, that that's a that's a project for the new year. So, it's in the works.
2: Yeah. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. It's gonna be great.
1: All right. Well, we will. I guess let you go to bed, and yeah. I have no more blue freezy drink. So we're gonna have to figure
0: out a remedy for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. well. This is where I hide my weed stash. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well I'm thank
1: kidding. you share. so much, I'll Sophie. Share, if you share those cookies. This has been <laughs> really fun. And thank you so
2: much. I'm like super pumped. And like you said, like silver linings everywhere. Like if this hadn't happened to me, maybe I would have never been on this podcast with you guys, so yeah, thank you for that opportunity too. Right
0: on. All right, right on. Thanks for hanging out. This has been fun. You guys yeah. have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone. Peace.